Hello and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Critmaster 3000 Sylvester, and this is introducing the one, the only, the always advantage on charisma, jack of all trades, feet wielding, the bard himself, Sam, his royal badness Bradley, at the helm. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of. Dungeons and Dragons. Now, before we get into things, Sam, I've had a weird week. You never have normal weeks. You never ever have normal weeks. No, I don't. So I've been, I've been, I was doing my washing up, mm -hmm. looking out the window, having a great time, mm -hmm. singing songs to myself, and then, boom, what's that? A small woodland animal should appear at my window. A squirrel. Yeah, you live on the third floor, so it's not going to be a deer, is it? No, it's, it's not. Uh, but that, that doesn't allow me to put a deer into this situation. A squirrel. Ooh. And he looks at me for like the full 20 minutes directly in the eyes uh, as, I'm, as I'm washing up. And then he leaves. I'm like, that was weird. That was a weird squirrel. The next day, two squirrels and a jackdaw. Uh, and this, prog this has progressed throughout the week. And then finally, mm -hmm. yesterday, mm -hmm. a full array of woodland animals, including a deer who's created himself a pulley system to pull himself up to the third floor. Um... <laughs> And a pigeon. Now this pigeon looks at me and it goes, Hi Ed, I'm a pigeon. Yeah. When I'm not listening to Starter Set, where can I possibly get more Starter Set based content? And I said, Pigeon, you're at the wrong window. I'm just the, the Dungeons and Dragons guy of the podcast. If you want social, you need to have a conversation with my colleague, Sam Bradley. So, Sam, expect a conversation with a pigeon soon. Mm -hmm. And in that conversation... What will you tell him? I would tell him, as well as I'm going to tell all our other starters out there, you can find us on Instagram at Starter Set Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Starter Set Show. You can find all the shows so far, including this one, at our own website. That's startset.buzzsprout.com. And um, if you leave a five-star review on whatever platform you like to listen, or you just want to send us some cool stuff, like uh, the person that sent us that cool tip about the book for Simeons, I think it was last week. I have that um, Simeon idea here, if you wish to hear it, Sam, or the other peoples within the world of... Star oh, we do have another Simeon idea, you're right. Yeah, hit me. Yeah, so uh, this is from Swiss Nick. How you doing, Swiss um, Nick? And he has a... He's loving the homebrew hero, Simeon idea... Full-on Marxist slash communist Simeon fighting for equality among Simeons and has been exiled along the lines of along the lines of Lenin, right? Oh, so I like that. That's a good Simeons, mechanic. I really like that, actually. Yeah, exactly. So they're all about their social standing, mm -hmm. and then he's gone completely against yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, wonderful. All right, that's a, that's a lovely little Simeon hook. I like that. Thanks, Swiss. Yeah, Nick. cheers, Nick. Thanks. Now. Ladies and gentlemen, moving into the meat and two veg of this wonderful, wonderful episode, we have. <laughs> I've triggered oh, Sam. He's laughing. No, keep going. <laughs> um, we have a new race for you, and that is the Gangi. Gangi! Yes. Thank you, Sam. Now, this one's Sam's baby, so he's going to take you uh, down a wonderful road, and I'm going to be listening and wrapped like a, like a true. Um, 
story listener. Man, I ran out of steam on the, hand, on the back of that one. I like it. Take it away, Sam. So, the Gangi. Now, obviously, a lot of the races we see across 5e lore, they either live in the oceans, they're very much of that world. You know, I'm thinking Tritons, mer people. Tritons. Yeah. Or yeah. they live on land, like, you know, pretty much everything else. The, the Gangi. <laughs> They sort of have a webbed foot in both worlds. Now, the way I like to equate it is how we know that uh, monkey simians, if you will, became people. They evolved into people. And that's what we have now. This is kind of like, what if fish evolved into humanoids in a similar sort of way? So they're sort of like a cousin to both humans and fish of the Gangi. So they have... Okay. They have green, brown, scaly skin that's quite smooth to the touch, but they do also have like spites, uh, spiny protrusions on their forearms and on their back. So it's kind of like they are humanoid in figure, but they obviously have those sort of nods to the aquatic, if you will. Now, sure. they do go by another name. Obviously, Gangi is what they call themselves. And a lot of other races, however, do refer to them as sea dwarves because they're quite short in stature, they're broad in chest, they have, and we'll break this down in a little bit, they have a penchant, shall we say, for crafting as well, but this, there's no shared lineage between dwarves and the Gangi. It's just kind of like, um, you know how people call Native Americans Red Indians sometimes? It's kind of like our name sure. for this thing we found, but it's not actually what they are. It's like... Yeah, it's kind of like how your your grandfather at Thanksgiving might sort of have a, too many sherries and say, ah, oh, it's goddamn sea dwarves. And everyone will be like, oh, granddad, we have holidays for this. You can't call them that yeah. anymore. We have a day for it. <laughs> they, it was on the news. We're off work. So, yeah, um, there's no shared lineage. Okay, cool. So other than being quite short in stature, they also have webbed hands and feet that are quite strong. And they also have webbing under the arms which allows them to glide and we'll break that down in just a second okay so that's uh, like um elbow to elbow to lat kind of vibe yeah kind of like alex riley's spider-man suit which is our this yeah. week's sort of company mandated delve into the marvel i've also, <laughs> the marvel I've also world. got another marvel one like hit me banshee like his outfit oh yeah in, that's uh, yeah x-men first class right Mm-hmm, yeah. And you have to shout, Gangi! No, you don't, I'm kidding. We'll go into that later. What, just just from a point of look, because because at the moment they, they seem slight, similar to Kuatoa, right? Which are obviously also kind of fish, peoply dwarf things. But what are the heads like? Are they normal heads? Yeah, they're kind of normal heads. Maybe the eyes are slightly bigger, thinking mm -hmm. like anglerfish, but obviously they haven't got those big eyes because Fine. they don't spend a prohibitive amount of time underwater so they don't need to be built cool specifically for that world these the gangi are typically found near the coasts mm -hmm. kind of like uh, or, or island type people and they do have a penchant for working found materials kind of like um this is a reference for our uk listeners uh the wombles mm. they 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 find the things that everyday folks leave behind or, you know, have washed up on the beach. So they take a little bit of this ship and a little bit of that craft and they sort of put it together. Their natural affinity of the sea means that a lot of their crafts that they fish from um, are sort of hodgepodge 
kind of seafaring vehicles yeah made from a few different bits um <clears throat> you can also if you play a gangi they can also pull their spikes off uh once a day and use them as harpoons they can unfold them they can kind of craft carved nets Ooh. if you will uh well, yeah there's a bit mechanically speaking there's a bit more to go into there um but this is again they have that foot in both camps you know they've mm -hmm. got their terrain they've mastered it and through the inclusion of other races through these ships and through inclusion of their own sort of physiology they've kind of mastered coastal living nice okay that makes sense hmm so they can swim obviously gangi can swim really well because they have webbed hands yep. and feet um but as i said they can also glide kind of either across the water or from cave to cave using their back fin as like an aerodynamic sort of rudder i guess you call it sure kind of like um kind of like flying squirrels or snakes or lizards yeah that same sort of vibe they do have that sort of distinctly amphibian kind of look and way about them yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah they can glide from cave to cave they can dig out their little holes i guess they would live in their little nests with these spines um mm -hmm. but the spines as I say, can also be used as weapons. So you can produce them harpoons, knives, spears, the nets I've sort of already mentioned. Um, and another cool thing is that the Gangi spikes are also tipped with a uh, poison that can numb those that come into contact with it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this, this takes social distancing to a, another level, doesn't it? Exactly, yeah. They're only found in tribes that are two meters apart. <laughs> Perfect. So that, that kind of brings um, into, that's what, kind of like lionfish or um, stingrays, yeah, that kind of thing? Yeah, exactly like, like lionfish or stingrays, yes. So that's kind of physiologically how they sort of look and interact with the world. Um, uh -huh. Culturally, they're a... Take me to culture town, Sam. Let's go to culture town. So culturally, they're kind of like dwarves meets furbolgs in that they're very good at crafting but they're also kind of druidic if that's a word in their nature um in that they sort of live off the land they feed off the oceans and they really this appreciation of balance between the two sort of weaves its way through their culture they are they study the waves and the winds for spiritual guidance obviously with the, the gliding as well but their connection with the land and is also really strong and that keeps them grounded if you'll forgive the pun each tribe kind of like simians their tribal structure is a little bit different uh with gangi they have each tribe will have two leaders one of the land and one of the waves who both sort of understand the needs of the other so they'll never overfish they'll never over scavenge or deforest they sort of location too much um each leader as a rite of passage has to sort of understudy with the other so they do have that full rich sense of balance within the culture mm -hmm. um they're also and this sort of links in with the dwarvish sort of boisterous nature of culture as well they do have there's a lot of public holidays for gangi Right. They do have, yeah, a leader will have to, it's one of the responsibilities of the leader to lead these sort of ceremonies and celebrations 
um, and there are a lot of them and a lot of other races kind of sort of shorthand have sort of noticed that Gangi probably spend a lot more time inventing celebrations than actually celebrating to the point where they're sure. celebrating quite a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's celebrate celebrating almost. Yeah, one guy sort of finds a nice bent bit of metal and is like, Gangi! And then there's weeks of partying. <laughs> I love that. So that, that um, we've done that a couple of times now. That Gangi element, I mean, I like that in itself mm -hmm. as well. Just screaming that into the into the distance so um that's kind of cultural vibes how does that portray from a mechanical point of view so mechanically gangi you get a couple of ability score increases straight off the bat your wisdom score is increased by two nice. and your dexterity score is increased by one so they're kind of tasty straight off and it's a nice yeah. mix i mean from from the from the little elements you've gone in there from their um the tribal leaders and the kind of one with the waves and the natural mm -hmm. vibe you can easily turn that to a druid which they're quite set up with those scores to be you can do ranger or you can go for sort of a full um yeah no we, we measure the sea and the land and kind of go down the cleric point of view of of maybe a, a nat natural god vibe um yeah i like that a lot yeah those set you up really nicely for uh, mm -hmm. next up um they live about 400 they mature at age 17 like real people mm -hmm. um not in that they live to 400 obviously yep um, sure. that they mature at age 17 so their alignment is just like a they're very neutral everything in balance if that's yeah. in balance that's sure. kind of fine let's not kill too many fish let's not stab too many humans it's weird that i see those as the two sort of boundaries of any kind of moral outlying um their speed is 25 feet, which mm -hmm. is kind of normal because they have short little legs. They stand around four feet tall, weigh about mm -hmm. 70 pounds. They do have a swimming speed of 40 feet, which is pretty cool. Sure, that makes sense with the old flippers. Yep. And you can straight off the bat speak common, uh, primordial, and a sort of weird derivative of dwarvish, which for once isn't like changing colors or sort of clapping your hands or doing any kind of sign language this is just cool it's just another language called uh gangonic mm -hmm. which i imagine is sort of <laughs> potentially but you you run with it you you make any kind of weird mouth noises you can i want the rest of the show done like that <laughs> tell me more sam <laughs> i could do i could do every show like that. i would have to do even less prep than i already do <laughs> I just have to kind of... It's like Sooty and Sweep. Or I like R2-D2 and C-3PO. Yeah, which I, I think is very much our relationship anyway. <laughs> oh no, that makes me 3PO. Come on. Yeah, I'm the little whistling dustbin with a canary in it. Anyway. All right, whistly dustbin helps. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, exactly. Moving on. The Gangi, because they're kind of amphibian, they can breathe underwater for up to 10 minutes. Now, this is not gills. It's just... <gasps> sure. Underwater. Yeah. Kind of like um, one of those birds that you see sort of dive underwater and then come back up. Yeah, seabirds, amphibians, that kind of vibe. Yeah. They can also, as we said, we're going to give you a little bit more mechanics on the gliding. So, bear with us a oh, second yeah. here. So, the aerodynamics of the back fins. Yeah, this is the cool thing. The Gangi back fin allows them to glide through the air it gives them a glide speed of 30 feet now as with i think the sort of 
sold established mechanics of gliding within 5e a glide speed assumes that gangi falls by five feet every turn so you must you have to move sort of shift your movement to obtain a glide speed so mm -hmm. you can choose to dive by converting horizontal movement into downward movement um this yep. also means that they take half damage when falling which is a pretty nice little uh, aside yeah but they have to move the full glide speed don't they yeah you can't yeah. hover you can't sort of yeah, yeah you can't sit there and go oh, i'm gonna hover like 10 feet above cool that's nice i like that that works yeah. that works really well what else they got oh there's this is the spine thing we were talking about earlier the uh we call it the hunter's arm trait so once per long rest uh gangi can pull one spine from their own body the forearms the back run with it Mm -hmm. This spine can then be crafted into one of the following weapons. So it can either be crafted into a harpoon, a spear, or a dagger, all of which have the same damage die as normal weapons, as you'll find in, I think it's the Dungeon Master's Guide or wherever you find that. Player's Handbook. That's the one. He should know 82 shows in, but alas, here we are. <laughs> <laughs> However, the first time you hit a creature with an attack roll using this weapon, the creature has to make a DC 13 constitution saving throw nice and on failing that they become paralyzed to the start of your next turn okay awesome mm -hmm. all right so that's good so this is the the first time you use the weapon rather than the first time you hit a, hit the hit the creature right so it's yep yeah so it's not like right i'll stab that creature he gets to make the save and then i'll stab that creature over there he gets to make the save it's no nah, whoever person you you stab first yeah, then they make the save kind of like there's like a small reservoir of poison in yeah. each spine and then boom once you've done it well that guy either resists it or doesn't resist it and then that's it and then the, the weapon just takes on the characteristics of as we said the the stats you can find in the player's handbook nice awesome they also get finally last but not least they get a, something called coastal creativity so this is basically because your culture is built around Finding, scavenging, putting stuff together, working out what bits of machinery and found stuff works together. You basically have advantage on intelligence checks when trying to discern who exactly made an object or machine. Okay, that makes sense. They've spent the time, like, kind of going right. Okay, this is the this is a dwarvish thing. You know, you got to get the old dwarf nut looser. Oh, that's that's elvish. Somebody mm -hmm. get the saw, the elf saw kind of thing. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, that makes That's sense. That's the gangi. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Right. Well, then, if that's the case, that brings me to my bit. I've got to. I've got to make a character box, Sam. Shall I play the jingle? Yes, please. <clears throat> There's a wonderful box. It's under the bed. What's at the bottom? Oh God! It's a human head. <laughs> it's Ed's character box. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that, and I had a drink whilst it was through. Very good. Thank you very <laughs> you much, You fool. <laughs> you fool. What you got, Ed? Okay, so uh, my gangi, my old gangi, is a... <clears throat> so he's been part of the tribe for a long time, and he has... Um, his spines and fins are particularly um, out there, right? So that... So, He's even got like a, a, a almost like a beard element on his face Ooh, okay. of, of spines and fins, um, and he's been a little he's been given a lot of jip because of it, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
it's kind of it's kind of like he's sort of he's he's 15 16 and he's getting a lot of bullying it's kind of like like the equivalent of gangi acne or whatever but you know later on it will he'll he'll figure it out and just learn to live with it the this Gang however acne. yeah exactly obviously he's driven him to points of extreme teenage angst and rage and during mm-hmm. one of the festivities right which um is it's basically if you imagine a hot tub filled with booze um and uh and and it's blessed and all all the gangi all all jump in and they all all drink the booze um it's kind of disgusting (laughs) but you know when when they hit the bottom the celebration's over yes exactly and that's everything in control that's the key thing everything in balance Mm -hmm. once you hit the bottom you've drunk too much um it's called rubber dub dub everyone get in the tub uh and the 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 priests right the the two tribal leaders they're coming together they're they're blessing the water and they're saying okay the there's the salt for this and in this drink and the water has come from the sea the fermented stuff has come from the land we've grown this this is the celebration and um ooh, gerald because that's his name uh is like screw you guys i hate you all and i'm so angry and all of his um all of his fins and his spines all stand out on end and he pushes it over um which which basically forces him to be kicked out yeah he gets kicked out of the tribes and goes a wandering on his wanders people are like oh you're like a sea dwarf and he's like what what are you talking about? They're like, yeah, you're a sea dwarf, and he's like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. They're like, oh, you know, like, like, like a dwarf, but from the sea. He goes, oh, all right, fine. Um, what are these dwarves? And so he goes looking for dwarves to learn about this culture, and lo and behold, oh. comes upon another dwarvish player character adventurer, joins up with them, and hilarity ensues. Love it. He's, love uh, it, really love it. Yeah, he's obviously he's a barbarian, uh, which is the whole rage thing and the and the and the things which I know plays against the sort of build stereotype of of what these guys could be, especially with the whole um, double wisdom. Um, yeah, the wise barbarian, the double wisdom thing. But hey, man, mm-hmm. just roll with it. That's that's his vibe. Love it, love it to bits. It's really cool, man. Yeah, right. Um, shall we bring the show to a close? Let's do it. Wonderful. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, obviously, with all of these uh, these character uh, these races that we're making, yep, we are going to be releasing this as a little PDF um, downloadable package for you to purchase and hopefully support the show. Um, we don't just want to ask you for cash. We actually sort of want to give you something and say thanks for thanks for supporting us. Here's here's a wonderful thing that you can explore and hopefully um, inject into your own games. Now, mm-hmm. we're going to release that um, at the end of all of this. Once we've kind of tied up each race, you've had a little bit of a taster and you can find something that kind of gets you going, which will either be next week or the week after. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously, we'll share that all over our social. So that's why it's probably good to go and follow those. Um, as always, ladies and gentlemen, you have been our listeners. Roll well, and we will most definitely see you next week. Goodbye. Do you want to know what goodbye is in Gangonic? Undoubtedly. Ganga. Do you want to know? Do you want to know what 
seagull is in Gangonic? Uh, yes, he says hesitantly. <laughs> Gange. Yep. Okay. Do you want to know what I mean? I, mean, I, th <laughs> I think you. Do you want to know what strawberry jam is in Gangonic? Uh, uh, knowing. Gange. Yes. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Great.